I'm Carrie. And I'm Christina. We are two registered social workers living in British Columbia, Canada. We work with people who have experienced trauma, people who are currently living in trauma, and we have also experienced trauma ourselves. There's been a stigma around trauma, and we would like to bring it into the open and make it not so secret. We will be coming to you weekly to share our thoughts and opinions on how trauma impacts every area of our lives. Join us in exploring not-so-secret trauma. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us this week. I just want to take a second and dedicate this episode to my dear office mate. This topic is a result of a conversation that we had a couple years ago that has just kind of stuck in the back of my head ever since, and it comes up pretty frequently in like readings and learnings and stuff. Um, So the thing that we're going to talk about today is belonging and connection. And as with all deep topics like this, I like to start with Renee's definition. So from Atlas of the Heart, um, any discussion of belonging has to start with acknowledging that love and belonging are irreducible needs for all people. In the absence of love and belonging, there is always suffering. Expanding on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, recent research shows that finding a sense of belonging in close relationships and with our community is essential to well-being. What makes belonging essential for us is the fact that we are a social species. We can't survive without one another. Oh, that's so true. I just love Renee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I... Like, we can't survive without one another. Mm. That's, I mean, you and I talk about how much we depend on this time together Mm -hmm. and how it helps us feel better. And I think that that's just, like, in general, what relationships are meant to do is to, like, help us feel better and calmer all of those things. Mm-hmm. Having the right connections to your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that one of the things that this topic makes me think of is like in my own experience, even as an adult, a 48 year old woman, um, I still feel like I can't be one of the cool kids. And it's not it's not that I don't connect with people, but I think that I always wonder if it's a real connection. Mm-hmm. What makes you question that? My inner voice is that committee, man. <laughs> the committee. <laughs> <laughs> what would a real connection look like? What's the difference? Let's say you were in a cool group, like yeah. you are at work. <laughs> what makes you feel connected to those people versus... Other times where you maybe didn't feel connected? Um, feeling connected is like feeling like I can say something and people aren't going to laugh at me. But like it's okay to laugh about things, but it's not necessarily directed at me. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, like a feeling of safety. Yeah. 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 Or back to what you said, acceptance. Yeah. And belonging. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How about you? Mm, I never felt like I belonged, so I kind of always stay on the outside. That's not a topic I 
like have thought about until I came onto my, um, like came onto a social work team and started on your team and felt really connected and um, important to the group, not outside the group, but part of the group. Mm. And then the team I'm on now, I also feel very connected with. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a new feeling for me. So I sometimes think, when is it going to end? Yeah. 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 But so far, so good. Awesome. (laughs) The longer, the better, I guess. Yeah. 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 You guys are a good, like tight group. Yeah. Same with you guys. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know today there was hardly anybody here at work today and it just was like, Hmm. so monotonous. (laughs) There was nothing to break up my day. Uh, I didn't even take a lunch break. Oh. Because where do you, where are you going to go? Yeah. Yeah. I'm eating by myself anyway, so I may as well continue working, yeah. which I know isn't good self-care. Yeah. And it doesn't happen all the time, but once in a while is can happen. It's okay once in a while, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read through a few books that I have um, in, my, in my little shelf, and... There actually was like a fair bit of information on connectedness or belonging mm-hmm. that I almost felt surprised by how much there was, which doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. that there's, you know, so much information. Um, another book, I don't know if I've talked about this book here um, but I know that I've talked to you about it before. Mm-hmm. It's called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking, Unlocking the Stress Cycle. I'm going to put that in the description. Um, but they all there also is a whole chapter on connection. Mm-hmm. And they say that social connection is a form of nourishment, like food. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> if we think about how important it is, like if... So for moms, how important it is to feed our kids when they're growing, that same nourishment needs to happen to us when we're growing so that we learn how to properly and healthily connect to people mm-hmm. and not have like unhealthy attachment issues. Mm-hmm. Does it talk about if you do have attachment issues with strategies like what we give? Um, I wasn't looking for that today. I'm sure it does. Today I was just kind of looking for just general information. My first thought was like, oh no, what about people that have attachment issues? But um, that could be all of us. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I would think that we all do in one way or another. Yeah, I do. I agree. Hmm. I was telling you about a friend that had like a zero A score, mm-hmm. like in the very first episode. And they, like, I'm learning, have attachment issues. And I'm like, how does this even happen? But there's so many different ACE possible scores that they didn't put on there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that goes back to, like, talking about the importance of relevant research. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, making sure you have a good group of people that you're asking questions to. Yeah. Because obviously that person's experience would not have been anybody in that group's experience. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when they're talking about connection in the burnout book, they're talking about with friends, family, even pets, and with your higher power, um, and how 
it's all like as necessary as food and water because we're not built to function alone. Like, again, when I was like involved in the church, it was all we were always talking about how we're created to connect, we're created for relationship. And I know that when I am not like engaging in those relationships, then I don't feel as well. It's funny, it feels like a bit of a cycle because sometimes I just want to run away from people, Mm -hmm. but I thrive with people. Yeah, so that's really that's really a tough one. It's the you got to have a safety plan or like a self care plan ready to go. So mm-hmm. when you're healthy, you need to be thinking of these things because when you're unhealthy, it can be hard. Yeah, especially if you like do better being with people, mm-hmm. but you like to isolate. Yeah, which I think we like we have that in common. Like you isolate, I just go to sleep, which I think is also isolation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how long does it take you to notice? Sorry. Ooh, too long, probably. Yeah. It varies, but too long. It could, I've had it happen for like a month, (laughs) which I think is a long time. Yeah. And then you get a bit in your head, which is never good, right? Mm Because we talk about so much about listening to our bodies. So if you're in your head, you're not listening to your body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just started listening to Atomic Habits. I think that we talked about that last week. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like blowing my mind. Um, And he was talking about how, like goal setting and how it's not about like reaching the goal. Because I could reach the goal tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but then if I haven't built the strategies to get there, I'm going to fall off the goal. Mm -hmm. And so it's talking about like building systems is the word he uses. And so um, there's something that I'm working on that I am forgetting to do most of the days. (laughs) And so after reading that or after listening to that, the first day that I was listening, I went home and I set an alarm on my phone. And so every day at 7.15, the alarm goes off. I'm like, yes, I need to get this done. Oh, good yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I wonder if that's something, like, it, like a safety plan, like accountability partners, um, if you're in a place where you're not feeling well, is that something that you think would work for you? Yeah, I do. Like, and I know I have three, three or four specific people that are constant, including yourself, that reach mm-hmm. out and say, I think you're not doing well. Do you know that? Or can I help you? Or what do you yeah. need? which is really neat that they're seeing it before me. Yeah. And I'm definitely not listening to my body when I'm in that spot. The thing I think is cool though, is that if any of us say something that you're receptive to it yeah. and you um, like take it to heart and look at, see what's happening Yeah. instead of like taking it as a, a jab or something. Yeah taking offense to it well I feel like if somebody's going to say that to me it's probably hard for them to because you know they don't know how you're going to react <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah yeah that that does make it hard not knowing like because like with the attachment thing I don't want to lose your friendship and our relationship and so like being scared that you're going to say this yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not that I think you would ever actually say that to no, me. No, I would just but... ghost you. Have you met me? 
Just kidding. That's a good one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad you feel safe to tell me. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, and I'm glad that you feel safe enough with me that you know that it's not coming from a place of no. tearing you down. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it makes me think you're courageous when you do that. Aww. And then, I'm, and then I automatically think I'm a bad friend because I never noticed if you were good or not. And then it was because I was in my own head. I wasn't thinking about you in the moment, but it doesn't mean you're going through something bad just because I am. <laughs> That's true. Mm. Yeah. I was um, talking to my daughter-in-law the other day and we were talking about what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Mm. And... She said that hers was, nobody cares about it as much as you do. So, like, if I'm super worried about saying something to you, yeah. you don't care about it as much as I do. Yeah. Like, you're not worried about it. Yeah. That's in me and on, like, on my shoulders. Yeah. Because I'm not responsible for your reaction. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's really good advice. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that one. I don't remember what I said mine was. I feel like I there's so much. Yeah, there's lots. Good advice. I really liked that one, though. I think um I was listening to Jay Shetty's podcast, and Gabor Mate was on there, and Jay asked him that question, and he said something like, there's no bad advice, because anything mm. you're, any advice you're giving me, I think about it and mull it over just to make sure that maybe I'm not right on something or I could do better, so... I thought that was interesting. I hadn't heard that before, but it's very Gabor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, though. There's no bad advice. Yeah. Well. I think I've heard some bad advice. But yeah. But I, I mean, then do we take it? Yeah. I remember, like, being a young, vulnerable mom, like, 22, and my son was, like, seven months old, but he was really long. <laughs> and this lady came up to me in Sears. Remember Sears? Oh, my goodness. And she said, you should... Um, take that soother out of your kid's mouth because you're going to wreck his teeth. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I was like, oh my God. And he was like seven months old. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think they, people thought he was bigger than he was and they expect more when they, you know, I'm noticing that working with some youth that are really tall and people mm. expect more from them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Super interesting. So that was really bad advice she gave me. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, because she didn't know the context, I guess. Of course. And also, also she's a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> unsolicited is never good. Yeah. Unsolicited stranger <laughs> advice. But, you know, there's no shortage of it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Every grocery store. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've heard so much about that bad advice. Um, since Seth has had Sebastian... Or even while she was pregnant, like, just stop pregnant people in the stores. And I don't know if that's, like, their bid for connection, but mm. <laughs> it was, like... It could be. The women yeah. share their um, wisdom. Yeah, that's and knowledge true. and that's experience. True. Yeah. But everybody's different, so mm -hmm. if you're going to give it, you have to know that people might not accept that advice. Yeah. And it's not like a, I don't want to be connected with you thing, and, like... If it's a stranger, obviously you're not going to be connected. But if it's a friend mm -hmm. trying to connect, they're not trying to criticize. Sometimes they just want the connection. So it's a yeah. good reminder, I guess. Mm -hmm. That now that you said that reminds me of another book that I <laughs> um, 
So uh, the Gottmans, mm-hmm. can you remind me what their first names are? John. Julie and John. Yes. yes. Um, they have the Gottman Institute, um, and they do a lot of, like, a lot of relationship stuff. Absolutely. And so I, there was a two-part podcast on um, Unlocking Us, I'm pretty sure, Brene's podcast, and it was about their new book, The Love Prescription. And so one of the one of the steps is um, turning towards. Mm, I remember reading that. Yeah, yeah. and so like specifically talking about in a, like a marriage a marriage relationship um that when one one partner is making a bid for connection they call it um that like it's a, such a small and easy step but like accept that bid turn towards your partner and so if chris is like wanting to show me a tiktok on his phone and i'm doing something rather than being like, yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. No, go over there, watch it. Cause it's probably 30 seconds and like take that moment with him. Yeah. And those little steps make so much difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so smart that way. I know they also talked about like the top reasons to choose somebody and it mm. really doesn't have a lot to do with connectedness, but it has to do with their qualities Hmm, not okay. just wh- what they do or who they hang out with but like I think they said the number one thing is kindness the second one is um, like reliability and then kindness right yeah I don't know if they said that on Brene's podcast but I, they said it on Jay's I feel like they did okay yeah I think it was in the book as well yeah. so they were yeah I haven't made it through the book yet but I haven't even got the book yet but oh, I keep forgetting it. about that one I want to get that one <laughs> I we, love those guys. We were listening to it um, when we went to Edmonton a few oh, weeks ago. Okay. The Gottmans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got it on Audible and just listened to it while we mm-hmm. drove 12 hours. Do you pause and talk about stuff or just let it go? We did. Like, we would pause after a chapter. That's good. That's a really neat way to do it. Mm-hmm. That's you guys being belonging to each other and connecting. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very proud of us. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Who needs marital counseling? <laughs> Just get audible. <laughs> and then get Julie and John. <laughs> yes. Um, so another thing that it says in Atlas of the Heart is that belonging is a practice that requires us to be vulnerable, to get uncomfortable, and to learn how to be present with the people without sacrificing who we are. That Brene, she keeps telling us to get uncomfortable. I, I'm not comfortable with no. that. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> It's very hard. It's hard to be vulnerable. Yeah. But it's a lot easier when you have a trustworthy friend. Yes. Yeah. And I think, like, when we talk about um, fitting in or belonging, Mm -hmm. this makes me think more of, like, social settings rather than, I mean, I guess this is a social setting, but, um, like, trying to be engaged with a group of peers. Um, I think that's where I usually find it the hardest to... I guess be vulnerable, but I'm always uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true? Is it true that I'm always uncomfortable? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm always um, thinking about what can I add to the conversation? 
are people going to think that I sound stupid? Are they going to roll their eyes at me? Why am I even here? <laughs> it just is I too like, much. Yeah, we just talked about that in the last podcast with what's your superpower. And, mm. So I think it's a good reminder to us mm-hmm. that we are doing the best we can, yeah. doing a good job, yes. kind, which is the number one thing according to, to God. Yeah. Yeah. To ourselves yeah. and to others. Yeah, especially to ourselves in this situation where you're saying mm-hmm. you're often uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, because you you don't see it, and I keep telling you, but you are popular, and <laughs> your office is always littered with people. <laughs> so are they. Because <laughs> there was nobody here. Yeah. That's the only reason, though. <clears throat> yeah, and I think, like, the, the last part of this quote is that, like, without sacrificing who we are, and yeah. so... I think that if we're not comfortable with ourselves, which goes back to the mask wearing, mm-hmm. um, then how how can we be comfortable presenting ourselves to other people yeah. and feeling as though we're going to be accepted by them? Yeah. Because the most important acceptance is our own acceptance of yes. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I find that the people that I want some of the people I want to be accepted by I wouldn't like seek out as friends so I try and Mm. think I don't really need their acceptance I just need to work with them or deal with them for whatever because if they're not somebody I want to be friends with why would I care what they think it's hard though yeah it's really hard especially when you're dealing with somebody like for a long period of time like if you're getting something done in your home or Mm. working with somebody like a supplier service provider yeah, yeah. Um yeah. It's it can be a very hard thing. Yeah. But it's a good reminder to like make sure you're being yourself. Mm-hmm. And do you set reminders or anything? Like I have reminders for so much. To to remember to be yourself no matter what you do, like or how good or bad you feel about yourself. Just I still I talk about it so much. I wanna be more like me. The mm. me that I used to be, that I wanna be, that I think I am huh yeah do you feel like you were ever that person yes you do yes I don't okay like I don't know who that is oh okay you're yeah. still exploring <laughs> yeah hmm. is there like a goal or something you want to be like or like for me I'm I used to be more fun relaxed um happy-go-lucky um I think I'd like to be a little bit more um, like outgoing, but not outgoing in that I have to be busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess confident. Okay. I wish I was more confident. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that could be a goal. Yeah. And then trying to figure out the how to build the systems to get there. Yeah. Who do you feel like you belong with? Like you can say in general terms, you. like. <laughs> Okay, good answer. <laughs> do you have like a like the groups that you with or friendship groups that you're with or friends that you're with? Do you feel like you belong in most of them or like 80% of them? Um, cuz there's different levels of friendship, of course. Yeah, so I think like my friend groups um I don't feel like there's any that I don't feel like I belong to. But I think that if we're going to look at other groups like 
family groups. I don't always feel like I belong there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's gone on for like quite a while. Uh, for a long time, it was because I was so involved with the church and my family thought that I would judge them. Okay. Which was heartbreaking. Yeah. Because that is not my, like, no, that's not my heart. Um, and so I feel like throughout my life, there's always been something that has made me feel like I'm an outsider looking in on my own family. And like now, I think probably part of it too is not being confident in my own well like we just said not knowing for sure for sure who I am but also what my role is Mm -hmm. um like I am a mom a daughter a sister an aunt a grandma a wife like I'm all of these things but I don't know what all of those things look like in one Mm -hmm. like I Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I remember having this conversation with you last year. Do you remember? <laughs> um, Do you want to tell everybody about that? <laughs> no, can you? Because I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> you were going to be a grandmother. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Do you want to tell no, it? You no. Okay. And you were wondering what a grandmother looked like. Yes. And you had, like, underneath un- a shaven part of your head or something at that point. Yeah. And you were kind of dressed punky. Which is really cool because that's like 80s. Um, and you were like, I don't know what a grandma looks like. And I think you asked your daughter-in-law and she's like, uh, you? <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you realized very quickly and stopped talking about it. Obviously, you were like, okay, I'm me and I'm great. It doesn't matter what I look like or I don't have to have gray hair to be a grandma, for example. But I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like, it was such a weird transition yeah. to go through. Um, because in my mind, I think that I had to live up to my own grandmothers who were like strong, amazing women who did everything. Like they were the best bakers. They were the, my grandma, my paternal grandma. I could phone her with any medical question under the sun and she just always knew the answer I don't know how she always knew the answer (laughs) or if it was the right answer but I always felt better after talking to her and my maternal grandma was just like light and love Mm -hmm. and both of them there's just there's just nobody like them and so in my mind I need to be that Sebastian and I don't know I mean I still don't know how to do that when I feel as uncertain about myself as I do mm-hmm. but I just love him and that's I think the most important thing yes I would like to post that as a challenge to anybody that knows Carrie <laughs> do you think she is light love strong mm-hmm. a good cook a good baker and amazing Please let us know (laughs) 
on our different platforms. platforms. <laughs> Sorry, yes. that was very techy for me. <laughs> on, you know, one of these devices. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely um, have all those qualities. In case you didn't oh. get that from me, just saying that. But yeah. I'm trying to be better about being able to identify positive things in myself. Um, it's hard. It's a journey. It is a journey. <laughs> One of the things my counselor said to do about that was to have like safe people call you on it when you say, oh, I suck. Or, Man, oh. I can't do this at all. And they're supposed to correct you when you do that. And it okay. actually does help. And will you do that for me? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I, there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about in this topic that are like harder, um, just because they are, because mm -hmm. it's like, because it's connected to childhood trauma, right? Mm -hmm. So, which is the whole purpose of this podcast. Yes. Um, and so from a book called... Will I ever be good enough? Um, there is a section about daughters who lack emotional connection with their mothers um, or feel like there's something missing. Uh, and in this, it also talked about... Um, ignoring mothers um, and how that can make a daughter feel like they're invisible because um, there's not enough room in the mom's heart that you were dismissed and discounted um, children with severe ignoring mothers did not receive even the most basic requirements like food, shelter, clothing, or protection, let alone guidance and emotional support. Um, and I, I didn't like note it down, but I think part of what it said in this section too was, um, this, like this type of mom, this characteristic would say like, while you have a roof over your head and food to eat, isn't that enough? Mm. Um, but then ignoring every other need and a couple I don't even remember when we talked about it but we talked about um we were going through a list of strategies and one of the strategies was silent treatment yeah and we both said no yes yes so that's what this made me think mm -hmm. of that yeah. like if um you were given the silent treatment as a child or if you currently are a person that employs that strategy, um, I just challenge you to take a second and think about what the outcome on the other end of that is. Like yeah. if somebody's looking to you for connection and you just shut them out entirely, um, like just imagine the damage that's being caused by that. Yeah. So that made me think of the Julie and John Gottman. They have a website um, and they talk about the four apocalypse 
enforcement of the apocalypse. Oh, okay. Yeah, and one of and those these are like marriage breakers, and one of them oh. is stonewalling. And then they talk about why people stonewall and where they're coming from. Mm. And it usually comes from like an anxiety. Oh, yeah. Place of anxiety. But it's a really good article. They have lots of information. Um, if you do feel like you do that and you want to make a change, that was a really good resource. Yeah. Um, I actually made a binder with their the stuff from there. That's amazing. Yeah. They have lots of good information about stonewalling. That was yeah. like the most I could find, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was from them. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, especially when you're doing it to a child, like yeah. your own child, because that's your safe, supposed to be your safe person. Mm-hmm. So it makes it hard later to trust others. Yeah. And being vulnerable. Um, love yourself. Yeah. Because if your mom doesn't love you or your dad or your caregiver, who does? Yeah. Is the thought. Even though that's not true, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we all think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Un- unlovable. Yeah. And it kind of hit me today, too, because. Um, a coworker was saying goodbye and they're like, see you tomorrow, maybe. And I looked at them and I said, if you're not here tomorrow, I'm never speaking to you again. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my goodness, what did I just say? Because <laughs> obviously I don't mean it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah you're no. showing them how important they are <laughs> with threats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emotional blackmail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jokes are different though. <laughs> we'll say that. Yeah. yeah. They laugh. It's funny. And walk out. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably call in sick just to annoy you. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a really good point to bring up. That's a that is a big thing with a lot of people for sure. Yeah. It can yeah. be very damaging. I know it doesn't seem like much, and a lot of people now it's called ghosting. Do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so unhealthy, and I'm definitely guilty of that. If anybody knew me from my past, I was a ghoster before it was a thing called ghosting. I definitely have and been you as too. Well. Yeah, because yeah. it's that that flight or freeze response. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be able to name it to tame it. So now I, I would say to somebody, yeah, mm-hmm. I need to take a step back and this is why. Or yeah. I just need to take a step back because sometimes no <clears> is a complete sentence. Yes. <laughs> it is. According to Carrie, that, <laughs> one of her good, I don't know, pieces yeah. of advice. <laughs> oh, which Actually, came that, from yeah. my friend who wrote my I am enough sign that ah, I did find and post back there. on my desk. Yes, good. Um, yeah, no, you know, I have to say, sentence. I did not get that for the longest time when I, <laughs> I kept looking at your, I am enough, very, very small in your frame. I love it so much. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad that it's there again. Yeah. It's a good reminder, especially when you don't often feel like, like when you don't feel like you belong or you mm-hmm. don't feel like you're connected. Mm-hmm. I am enough. Mm-hmm. Who I am is enough. Yes. As I am. Yes. Um, one of the things uh, that Brene also says in Atlas of the Heart is about disconnection and that it's equated with social rejection, social exclusion, and or social isolation. And like in a brain science way, they share the same neural pathways as feelings of physical pain. Ooh, which I thought that was like very interesting. Mm-hmm. I remember reading an article in like one of my first couple of years of university about how loneliness is the new smoking. Yeah. Like the impacts of being lonely um, on a person's health is the same as 
um, smoking, I don't remember, it was like one pack a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so <laughs> going to get lung cancer from that. <laughs> from being lonely? <laughs> from being lonely. <laughs> I spent a lot I of time not. being lonely in my relationship. Mm, yeah. Um, and it's harder when you're in a relationship and feeling lonely. Yes. I think that I'd rather be alone than be lonely in a relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully I don't get cancer now. <laughs> hopefully. I don't want I know it's not a joke, you. but. No, it's yeah, not a I'm joke. But trying to be, like, do a metaphor here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much that can affect our physical health that isn't physical stuff. It's amusing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your brain can be tricked in many ways. Yeah. So not to bring up Catherine again, but <laughs> her laughing yoga, um, if you fake laughter, it actually has the same effect on your body as if you're actually laughing. Your brain doesn't know the difference. Really? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you have it last night? I didn't go last night. You didn't go I last night. I to the dentist. <laughs> Ugh. Yuck. That's not a good trade. (laughs) And are they still, is she still doing it? Yes. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. We can put the link to that, but yeah, it's very specific. Very specific community though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe not put the link in there. No, but I'm pretty sure she talks about it on her YouTube page. Yeah, that's true. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I'll put that link in there as well. Hmm. Um... So the strategies that we've kind of touched on throughout have been like having somebody that you trust call you out if you're being self-deprecating. What else did we talk about? Um, Having a safety plan for times uh, when you're doing well, Mm -hmm. for what to do when you're not doing well and who to reach out to or if you want to have a code word. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I think... Like sitting with somebody and trying to build those systems to feel, like to get that feeling of connection. Like if that's your goal, to feel more connected to my coworkers, Mm -hmm. then what are the steps that we need to take to get there? Mm -hmm. Like sit and have lunch with them. If everybody's having, if everybody's going for a walk, go for a walk with them. Mm-hmm. Those types of things. Yeah. There is, um, you can look into, I know we always talk about counseling, but you could always look for a coach. A coach could help oh, you with yeah. these things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of people just starting out. We can put a couple of links um, that I can think of where their new coaches are starting out. So it might be a bit cheaper. You can do it online now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've just started reading about um, DBT, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, and there's like different levels of that to to work with different levels of issues in your life. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a pretty widely available um, thing as well. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. join like community groups that mm-hmm. have a shared interest. Mm-hmm. An accountability partner, like we talked about, yeah. that works really well for you with work. It does. Works good with us in yeah. personal life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've had them in different areas of my life. Like I've like gym buddies or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, all good strategies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and atomic habits. <laughs> atomic habits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You always read that or take a look at that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that that's about all we have. Thank you for listening. Absolutely. Um, as always, take care of yourselves. Reach out to somebody if you don't feel safe with yourself. Um, reach out to us if you feel comfortable. And take care of yourselves, and we will be with you again. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this week's discussion. If you have any feedback, please email us at notsosecrettraumapodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you again. Mm-hmm.